I think most of us are familiar with the saying, the only two things that are certain in this world are death and taxes. That comment is usually attributed to Benjamin Franklin, who was commenting on the recently approved U.S. Constitution. But he actually borrowed the line from Daniel Defoe, a 17th century English writer and journalist, whose most famous novel was Robinson Crusoe. In light of today's gospel, I recently heard about an addition to this famous phrase, the only thing certain in this world is death, taxes, and dealing with difficult people. That's what Jesus was really dealing with today, not paying taxes to the Roman emperor, but rather dealing with difficult people who were devising a trap to ensnare him in his speech. This is something we can all relate to in the divisive culture we are attempting to navigate. We are constantly being bombarded with polarizing opinions, difficult people who challenge us to pick sides, make a choice, be left or right, liberal or conservative. So much of our discourse today insists on splitting us down the middle. You are either with me or you're against me. And how does Jesus respond to those challenging him? He avoids being caught between these false alternatives. So often the answers of life are not as simple as yes or no. The Pharisees of then and now demand a simple thumbs up or thumbs down. But most theological and spiritual matters are best approached by careful exploration and balanced evaluation. Jesus' response provides us with more meaningful discernment. Repay to God what belongs to God. That is our question for reflection today. What is it that belongs to God? Jesus' response is thought-provoking and shifts our focus away from simply picking sides and guides us to a more profound and eternal question. What belongs to God? And what should we return to him? The bigger or the biggest question is how we should live our lives and treat one another. What blessings has God given to each of us? And how should we respond and use those graces and gifts? Matthew's gospel informs us that once again, the Pharisees are up to no good. This time they have teamed up with the Herodians. To the Pharisees, taxes were a painful reminder that God's people were living under the heel of a foreign power. The coin in question was the silver Roman denarius. It was stamped on one side with the head of Tiberius Caesar, the Roman emperor. And on the flip side, it hailed him as a divine high priest. Not dissimilar to so many offensive symbols of our current age, nothing would have been more offensive to the Jewish sensibilities at that time. The Herodians were political supporters of Rome, 
content to work with the Gentiles to keep Herod in power. These two groups were neither allies nor friends. The only thing they had in common was a disregard for Jesus and a desire to bring down the Messiah. At its core, they represented an unholy alliance. At first, they attempt to flatter Jesus, gushing about him as a teacher who is truthful and not concerned about the opinions of others. Many of us can relate to the same hypocrisy in the many ways our modern media confronts us and attempts to influence us today. We need to see through this false flattery and resist the temptation just as Jesus did. We cannot allow ourselves to be drawn into the game. The Pharisees were not out to live in friendship of God. They were insincere and engaged in devious trickery involving a controversial issue, like so many of our issues we face today, full of character assassinations, meanness, hate, and anger. While good debate and discussion are always necessary, the Pharisees' approach of deception never works. You can't serve the God of love by hating people. The Pharisees set a trap, and it comes in the form of a question. Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? They were trying to force Jesus into a dilemma. If he affirms the, property, the propriety of the tax, he will come off as a Roman sympathizer and discredit himself in the eyes of many of his followers. On the other hand, if Jesus forbids paying the tax, the Herodians are sure to report him to Rome as instigating a revolt. The ploy is certainly a clever one. The trap has been set. But not surprisingly, Jesus slips through it and exposes his questioners as hypocrites, like so many things we are confronted with today. It is a false dilemma. Jesus' response suggests that one can indeed be loyal to both a religious tradition and to a secular power. It may be di very difficult at times, especially when there are obvious conflicts, but it is possible. By his statement, Jesus implicitly support, subordinates the claim of Caesar to the claim of God. All politics and economics are subordinate to God. Jesus is not supporting any kind of political philosophy. Rather, he is addressing an overall spirituality. With his response to the Pharisees, he turns the discussion to more important matters, moving it beyond politics to our spiritual well-being, which goes beyond, above and beyond, all of our civic responsibilities. He is reminding us in these hyper-political times that we need to acknowledge God's ownership of all of our life. All that we are and all that we have 
comes from our Creator God. Our lives are not our own. They are loaned to us, and we need to bring it all back to God and ask ourselves if Jesus is truly our highest priority and the center of our universe. On this World Mission Sunday, as we focus, celebrate, and acknowledge the vibrant social justice ministries of our parish, God is encouraging us to focus on the abundant blessings that he has shared with us. Jesus makes it clear for us in today's gospel. Repay to God what belongs to God. Don't ignore completely Caesar, but invest in the dignity of the human person. Care for his creation and engage in solidarity with the poor. Make these investments not with your leftovers, but with your first fruits. God is asking us for the very best of our time, talent, and treasure. When we do this, we can trust that he will never overdraw his account with us. He will never ask us more than we are capable of giving. Our reward will be greater than any political victory. It will be internal.